it's actually come to the point where the character of Maddie from Euphoria has persuaded me to get acrylics and I don't even have nails. <laughs> I feel like every podcast starts with hello or just some kind of greeting, so I'm going to try this a bit different. Hi. No, that's too cliche again. Anyway, welcome back to the How's That podcast and welcome to episode two of, or part two, of the behind the scenes segment that we're doing in this podcast. Episode five, if you like, including all of the episodes combined together, but episode two of the behind the scenes segment. Today I'm going to be talking to you about some TV shows that I'm liking at the moment because I can and I can't come up with original content and I was recently listening to um, a podcast and they basically just kind of explained some TV shows that they're enjoying at the moment and I was like, <laughs> I can do that because I I think the problem with me, me is at the moment I've just started too many TV shows at the same time and I have gone into overdrive. <laughs> I have started too many TV shows and I just can't like focus on one because I keep getting them like mixed up with one another and it's just very it's just a very confusing time overall. But yeah, today I'm gonna be breaking down some of the TV shows I have recently finished. Um I am watching at the moment or I'm planning on watching in the coming future when I should be revising for my upcoming A levels, but um I've decided to start like five TV series at one time. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. <laughs> so the first TV show I want to talk to you about is probably one that you've, well, definitely one that you've heard of or have heard like mentioned on some form of social media or just like in any form recently because I'm pretty sure it's like everywhere is Euphoria. Um pretty sure you'll have heard of it if you haven't watched it you probably have heard of it or planning on watching it maybe you finished it already like or you couldn't have finished it because season two is still coming out I'm pretty sure I don't know but I'm not on season two yet but anyway I want to talk to you about Euphoria specifically season one because I haven't actually watched season two yet like I just said but um because I live in the UK so HBO Max which is the channel that Euphoria premieres on I think it's like available in the UK like I'm I think you can get it on like some channels and stuff but um I don't do that because I'm not staying up till 3am on a Monday morning to watch Euphoria as soon as it comes out so I just watch it on Sky Go um because you can get like all the episodes on demand on there so that's where I watch it but enough about how I watch it um I started watching Euphoria just because like of the kind of trendy nature of it like I was like, yeah, everyone else is watching it, I'll give it a try. And at first, I was a little bit sceptical, because I thought, like, maybe this is going to be, like, a bit, I don't know, intense for me, because it said that there were, like, adult themes and, like, intense kind of, like, things covered and, like, uh, scenes of a sexual nature and, like, scenes of an adult nature or whatever, and it was like, okay, um, this is going to be interesting, but I've never really watched anything like this before, so I thought I'd give it a try. And I really enjoyed it, you know, the episodes are like 50 minutes to an hour long, so I was like a bit put off by that, because usually I just prefer like sitcom style things to be like 20 minutes an episode, because it's just like something you can like have on in the background while you're like eating a meal or something like that, but um, Euphoria was kind of one of those things that I felt like everyone in the world had watched it and I needed to watch it as well. Obviously everyone in the world hasn't watched it because there are like a lot of people that say like, oh you watch Euphoria, how can you watch that? Isn't it like really like intense and scary and stuff? And I'm like, 
it is, but at the same time, like, once you kind of get a gist of what's going on, you kind of expect it. Well, not expect it, obviously, because the things that are happening in it aren't, like, normal things to happen in, like, everyone's lives. Like, not every single thing that happens to every single thing, every single character will happen to you, but, like, there's just some things in it that are, like, not normal, but should be be normalized I don't really know what I'm saying but um season one was definitely an eye-opener for me it introduced you to a lot of amazing and like really interesting characters I'd say like taking away from the first season I'd say my favorite characters so far like I don't know whether this is going to change in season two or whatever favorite characters are Maddie, Rue, Fez, um I was gonna say Cassie but like my opinions on her are changing because of like all the audios of her you fucked you fucked Nate Jake and it's like oh my god like Jesus I don't even know what's happening I feel like I know everything that happens in season two just because I've heard so many audios from season two and so many like iconic like audios on TikTok and stuff are just from Euphoria and like as you're watching along it's like oh my god that's where it's from like I didn't even realize some of them like um the what a fucking pussy that comes from that's Jules that's in Euphoria I was like oh okay okay nice one and there's like I'm not even supposed to be here right now because I'm dressed like a hooker and know if you like me but I was just like I knew that I knew that was from Euphoria I knew that was Maddie like I, I was just waiting for it to come and there's so many like iconic there's so many iconic lines from Euphoria that you could just take away and just be like yeah I'll take that line but it's just an amazing show overall haven't started season two yet I'm really really excited to start season two um I'm just kind of waiting to be in the right mood for it if that makes sense like I feel like you have to be in the mood to watch Euphoria like it's not something obviously you can just stick on in like the front room and just be like hey everybody come in whilst I'm watching Euphoria because it is a very unpredictable show you have no idea what's gonna happen next you have no clue who's going to be on screen what's going to be on screen if there's going to be like a like a dick or something on screen it's just very um interesting to kind of watch and see how it unfolds so I'm really excited for season two and if you haven't watched Euphoria and you have a way of watching Euphoria definitely give it a watch because it's such an interesting show and there's so many like complex themes that I feel like need to be more normalized because it covers stuff like sexual assault, um, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, um, self-harm, it covers like so many different things, eating disorders, it covers things like um, psychological issues, it just covers so many complex issues that need to be like more talked about in society and I feel like in the form of how they've done it, it is just so perfect and yeah I just I really enjoyed season one of Euphoria I'm really excited to start season two so yeah and the next show I want to talk to you about is one that I feel is like has been talked about but not as widely talked about as something that is quite similar to it and that's All of Us Are Dead which is um it's advertised as a k-drama on Netflix um but I yeah I haven't watched many K-dramas because apparently Squid Game is a K-drama, but I wouldn't really call it a K-drama, like, I'd just probably call it, like, a drama. Even though it is in Korean and, like, all the characters are Korean and, like, the original language is in Korean, do not- if you watch the English dub of Squid Game, you are literally the lowest of the low and I do not like you. Sorry. Anyway, had to get that out of the way. But, um, All of Us Are Dead is a very, like Euphoria, a very intense show, and I would- strongly advise you to check the trigger warnings and check the warnings and 
themes covered in this show before you watch it because it is a very <laughs> it's a very intense show i'll give you like a little bit of a rundown i haven't actually finished it yet i think i'm only on episode five or something like that because um quite similar to euphoria the episodes are like 50 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes long so sometimes they do run over an hour so that was a bit off-putting for me at first and that's probably why it's taken me so long to get through it because the episodes are sometimes over an hour long so and obviously it's again it's a show you have to kind of be in the mood for it's not something you can just like stick on anytime you want so um yeah and um the thing with all of us are dead is it's basically about a zombie apocalypse so it's basically about this man who has injected his son with like this foreign kind of i don't really know what i'd call it like a foreign body injection of like something extracted from a rat i'm pretty sure um and he's injected his son with it because his son used to get bullied all his life and actually attempted to kill himself and then he gave he injected his son with this thing to think that like it would make him strong and it would make him like rise up to the bullies and things like that but all it did was just turn him into a flesh-eating man-eating zombie and he was like oh no so he chained <laughs> he chained his son up um this was actually after the son bit the mother and um he realized that it was kind of like a zombie kind of infested plague thing after the son bit the mother and the mother then turned into a flesh-eating zombie as well so he chained the two up um but it was actually i'm not right and then basically it's based in a school in korea it's like it's kind of like a school started apocalypse like obviously you've got the son who originates the originates the kind of virus thing i would i don't know whether i'd call it a virus or just kind of like a plague are they the same thing as the plague of virus i don't know but anyway um so this girl goes into the science lab because she thinks she can hear something and she sees this rat this is the rat that the guy's taken the zombie apocalypse plague thing from and she pets the rat and the rat bites her finger and she's like oh my god ow and then um the man who injected his son with this zombie plague thing is like oh my god why did you touch that rat and he locks her up in there because he knows what's about to happen to her and of course she turns into a flesh-eating zombie um eventually she escapes from the um she escapes from the room that he's locked her in and then she bites the guys who help her escape and then obviously they turn into zombies and then they find people and they bite them and they turn into zombies and they bite them and they turn and so on and so on until there's like probably like a thousand plus people have turned into zombies and obviously if you've got a thousand zombies running after you you haven't got a very good chance of escaping but it basically follows this group of teenagers who are trying to escape the zombie apocalypse trying to find a way out of it trying to find a deterrent to kind of prevent the whole country the whole city turning into zombies um as i said i'm only on episode five i'm pretty sure so i don't actually know what happens at the end but takeaways from it i really hate the character nyon i don't know if that's how you pronounce her name i'm pretty sure it is the girl with the pink cardigan that's what i called her before i knew what her name was her name is nyon i'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it but she is so annoying because she's very selfish and she's just like oh you got bit you should go like i don't care about anyone else i need to survive and then she just kind of like um there's a bit where she um takes some of the blood that was on the end of a broom which a zombie like broke off and she takes the blood puts that on her handkerchief and infects the guy who she says that she's not bothered whether he lives or dies because she just wants to live and that for me was just like the point where i knew i just didn't like her character so now you're on um slash neck but anyway um i don't really have a favorite character because i actually can't remember quite a lot of the characters names but 
Um, it is an amazing show if you are like okay with blood and zombies and uh, death and seeing people bleed to death and seeing people being stabbed and things like that. If you're okay with stuff like that, definitely worth a watch. But yeah, All of Us Are Dead. It's a very like Euphoria, very intense show and covers a lot of different themes. But yeah, really, really good show. So. Um, I'm only in the middle of it so far, so I'll let you know what I think once I've reached the end of it, but yeah, really good show again. So I'm going to move on to some shows that I've finished now, um, and some shows that like I'm basically, not over, but like <laughs> kind of forgot to talk to you about because I'm not watching them anymore. So the first one I want to talk to you about is Afterlife. Um, I feel like I've mentioned this a lot just because I've mentioned it in like the Netflix comedy specials episode. I feel like I've mentioned it probably like in my recommends and things like that. But I just want to talk to you about it again. So Afterlife, one of the most underrated shows out there, even though it is like trending on Netflix and everything at the moment because Ricky Gervais just deserves the world for creating that and breaking me and just making me cry and laugh and all of those things. But Afterlife is a Netflix original series created by Ricky Gervais, who is a comedian, a writer, whatever you want to call him. Um, controversial global Golden Globes presenter. <laughs> but um, eight... I was going to say atypical then. Afterlife um, kind of centres around this man who has lost his wife to cancer and is basically just trying to rebuild the life for himself who um, is thinking about killing himself so he can be with his wife and basically realises that he doesn't need to do that because he can form like close relationships with the people that are still in his life, the people that are still on Earth. So Afterlife is just such a moving show for me to watch and favourite characters from it, I have quite a few favourite characters from it, I'd say Pat who is the postman who is played by Joe Wilkinson, um, just because I love Joe Wilkinson, <laughs> um, I'd definitely say Tony who is Ricky Gervais's character, like the main character, he's very, I don't know, I just I just love him a lot, um, I'd say Ratty and the Nonce, I feel like, I know you're not supposed to like them, but like, they just, they just get me every time, especially the bit where you're like, you're first introduced to them, and he comes up with all the different nicknames for, um, for the nonce, he says he's not just a nonce, and then he goes, tell them some of the, your nicknames, <laughs> and then it's really funny, I don't want to like, go through them, because I feel like I'll just get banned if I just start listing some of the names that he tells, he tells them that he's called, cool, but yeah, it's very funny, that's a very funny moment, um, but, I feel like I have recommended it before, so I'm not going to go on for too long about it, but Afterlife was just a really kind of poignant show, if that's the right word, I don't know, but it was really moving, and it just really, it was a very special show to me, and I was so excited for season three that I literally finished season three in a day, It I finished season three in a day, and I don't know how, and I don't know why, but like, I just knew I had a free, because basically I was in school, so I was like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to watch um, season three until I get home, but I had a free in the morning, and then I just watched, like, I think I watched like four episodes in the morning, and then there's only, there's only six episodes in the season, and the episodes are about 30 to 40 minutes each, so in total I watched, what's 30 times six? I watched 180 minutes of Afterlife in a day. <laughs> I watched over, I watched three hours worth of TV show in one day. I'm actually, no, don't even, don't even talk to me. But honestly, Afterlife was just such a moving show and just such an incredible show to watch because it just made me cry, laugh, smile, think about things and value life really. So Afterlife, amazing show. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it. Thank mm-hmm. you.